Let's go. Let's, it's always important to... Um, no, of course, we have the parsha this week, a double portion. So we have Tazria Mitzorah. Uh, that's a double portion. Uh, then we also have, tonight is Rosh Chodesh. So it's Erev Rosh Chodesh. So it's right by Rosh Chodesh. What month is it? Uh, it's going to be the month of Eeyore. Eeyore, yeah. But Eeyore is also, stands for Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and Rachel, which are the four... Uh, legs of the Merkava, of the chariot of Yechezkel, of Ezekiel, so that's, which is also Ani Hashem Refechot, so that's the month of Iyar. Uh, it's also the only month in the year, which is the other thing is, has to do with Sfirat Omer, which is with counting the Omer. Every day we count the Omer. Every day in the month of Iyar has a special mitzvah. There is no other month that has every single day of the month of mitzvah. The only day only month of the year that has every day of that month of mitzvah is the month of the year, which is Spirit Omer, which is the second thing. And then, you know, so Rosh Chodesh, so we have a lot of various different things that we could uh, touch upon. And um, maybe we'll speak a little bit about the various different uh, things. But, um, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about last year was you talking about uh, leprosy and talking about Tazriya Mitzorah. The parshas itself talk about like subject matter that people would rather you know maybe not discuss. You know, uh, it's certainly not a um, a physical um, like we know today. There are certain skin uh, rashes or different kind. Of, there's something which is called leprosy, but that's not what the this is more of a spiritual. We discussed last year about Noshin Hara, about this evil tongue, how it, it, it how it destroys. And uh, I just want to mention one of the interesting things. You know, so some people may wonder. Uh, this is from the Alter Rebbe. Uh, some people may wonder how come uh, we don't have that today. I mean, if it was such a prominent uh, thing of the Tazria, it talks about two parshias, talks about this leprosies. How come we don't have that today? Uh, and um, one of the explanations is that um, leprosy is a skin rash. So what does it really represent? It represents an external blemish, an external defect. There's something on your skin, on your outside, uh, which is something wrong. And um, in the times of the... Uh, uh, of the Chumash, or in the earlier days when it applied, when there was the physical blemish, uh, the people's ailments were mainly on the surface. Mm-hmm. So, which means that inside they were sort of whole, they were perfect, they were wholesome, and the problems, the defects were on the outside, was on the skin. But nowadays, you know, our problems are a lot on the inside, it's not just on the surface, so... It's not represented so much by the outside. You know, we have much deeper, I guess, issues that we have on the inside. Um, which is interesting, though, that it all starts, the Parsha begins, and it, it begins right in the very beginning of the Parsha. It talks also about the mitzvah of a bris milah. It talks about circumcision. That's what it talks about. And what is the idea of circumcision? The idea of circumcision is to remove a foreskin that is there to remove that foreskin. That's what circumcision does. And this is all really a metaphor. The physical act 
is really a metaphor for, as the verse says, to circumcise your heart. Uh, the physical circumcision is, what does it mean to circumcise your heart? Uh, you might have a, a piece of skin on your heart, or you might have a blockage. You might have something which is preventing from you to experience a closeness to Hashem, a closeness to God. And uh, uh, in effect, uh, you feel sort of maybe alienated. You feel distant. You feel separated. You feel alone. You feel not connected. I mean, that's something that you may feel. To circumcise your heart means to open yourself up, to allow for that energy, to allow for the spirituality, to allow for the love of God, to allow for all that, to enter your heart. And that is accomplished physically, circumcision, but spiritually. And that's why, you know, even though physically circumcision does not apply to women, but conceptually the idea of circumcision is there also. And uh, the Rebbe has an interesting thought in one of his uh, sikhas for this week. The Rebbe has an interesting thought about, you know, what is the, uh, about our inside and also about our outside that we're talking about. What's, um, so, one of the um, expectations, you know, that Hashem has of us is, and uh, we were talking about before, is about all these different rules. You know, they're practical, there's different, there's expression in uh, practical rules. I mean, the Alter Rebbe uh, uh, brings down in the Tanya, in which we are studying these days, he says that, you know, you have to train yourself to see God in all the things that take place in the world. You know, you just, you, sometimes, you know, you're, you're uh, just looking at things, but they don't mean anything to you. But if you look, if you look a little deeper, and then you will, you'll start to notice things. Like, generally speaking, the Talmud says, why does the sun always come up from the east and the ghost sets in the west? Because it says the divine is in the west, and they're all bowing, sort of, to the divine. So, but there is various different physical ideas that you can associate also to the, um, to the idea that there is a creator and everything in the world that you look at. And it's a matter of just training your mind looking at things in that way, which normally inhabit, you know, we don't notice things, you know, you don't notice things, you know, and that's why we're not always, um, you know, telling people thank you, we're not always uh, recognizing people who do for us, is because, you know, we, we just don't pay attention. So the idea is to stop and pay attention. So, uh, so these are also, we have... Inside us, we have, we have Hashem running the world, running us, but we don't, uh, we don't always see that. So, but deep down we know. Uh, we have that spark, and that's what he talks about also in the, the time. We have that spark, we have that, 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 that real, we do have the connection. It's, it's there, but it's, it's sort of hidden. It's not open and it's not revealed. And it's there, and... Um, the idea is that we have to uh, do is we have to bring it into the open. We have to bring, we have to take that which is in our heart and bring it into the open. Now, how do you bring it into the open? Is by doing the mitzvahs, which Hashem dresses Himself up in them and He comes down. 
What does that mean? It means very simply, um, uh, the infinite Hashem, who's we know whatever Hashem is, uh, he sort of says, if you do this thing in such a way, then you're connecting with me. So this becomes a vehicle of you uh, to connect uh, to Hashem. Um, but in order for you to uh, feel that, you have to sort of circumcise your heart. In other words, you have to remove uh, the blockage or the accumulating of, 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 uh, of, of different things that don't allow for that. So when you say to circumcise your heart, it would mean to open yourself up, to allow for what's in your heart already, allow for it to uh, come forth and, and, and then spring forth. Now, um, a lot of times, you know, we live, we live life and, uh, you know, different ideas come to us at different stages of our lives. You know, we don't always have, we don't always have the same experience, you know. I mean, a lot has to do with our upbringing, a lot has to do with our situation, our circumstances. And uh, most of the time, people today especially, have very busy, hectic lives, you know. I mean, everybody is busy with various different things, with different obligations, and people have hectic lives. So we don't stop and think. Sometimes, you know, maybe uh, later on in life, you know, you start reflecting or you start, uh, you know, you want to... But, so what happens with the time that has passed in the meantime? In other words, can you um, really make up? So let's say you circumcise your heart. So you decided that, look, I'm going to circumcise my heart. You know, you decide, I'm going to get close, uh, you know, get close to Hashem or I'm going to get close to... My people, I mean, the, it was an interesting Hayom Yom, uh, one of the Rebbe's talks. The Rebbe says, which is more important? They had a discussion. Loving God or loving your fellow Jew? Which is, which one is more, which one is a greater level? Uh, level? Fellow Jew. So he says, well, the end of the day is uh, loving a fellow Jew. Why? Because when you love a fellow Jew, you're actually loving God. Because God loves the fellow Jew, so you're not only loving the fellow Jew, because it's a mitzvah, but you're also loving Hashem at the same time, because Hashem loves the other Jew as well. But uh, So when you talk about circumcising your heart, we're not only talking about circumcising your heart to love Hashem, but also to love other people. And to love other people really means to care about other people, and to uh, really feel for other people. I mean, naturally... Uh, we all have uh, a little bit of our selfish interest. That's what we were created. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, when you say a person is selfish, uh, we usually use it in a derogatory way, saying that a person is a selfish person. And when we say somebody is selfless, we are saying something which seems to be a good characteristic. But naturally, a person is created to uh, uh, worry about themselves and try to protect themselves and try to you know, help themselves, but it takes uh, a circumcision of the heart to, in order to open yourself up to really care also about another person. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, people say, um, you know, they care about other people, but, you know, it's maybe it's not genuine, it's not really, it's just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, uh, a, um, a public relations thing, you know, or something, but sometimes, you know, when people work with themselves, you know, you have the circumcision so that you stop just thinking about yourself, but you actually bring in other people as well. So, you circumcise your heart and you turn things around. So, what happens 
the time that you already spent before it. What happens to all the time that you spent? The Rebbe connects this to a different, to a halacha that is, is important. It says that, you know, a baby, you have to circumcise at eight days old. But what happens, let's say, um, if the baby isn't uh, feeling well? Or sometimes, you know, a baby's yellow. Sometimes you have to push off the, the bris. Uh, so one would think that when that happens, one would think, okay, so, yeah, you had a good reason for not circumcising. Okay, and of course, the Torah, Torah doesn't want anybody getting hurt when you're doing the Torah. The Torah doesn't want, you know, we talk about sometimes, you know, doing a, uh, uh, you know, a mitzvah, but it shouldn't be on the account of one's health in the sense, uh, you know, pikuach nefesh, when the life is in danger, that comes before. So you can't do a circumcision if it's a question of health, that always comes first, like on Shabbat or any time when there is an issue of uh, a danger to the person, then that comes first, there's no question. But it seems from Maimonides, the Rebbe brings down, that if you pushed off a bris because of those reasons, and then you made the bris later on, um, so one would think, okay, well, you missed out, you didn't do it on the time, uh, maybe, okay, at this point, He's going to be circumcised, but you still lost out. Uh, you didn't do it in a timely fashion for a good reason, but you still didn't do it. You know, there is a concept that says uh, in halacha, which says, which means a lot of times you have a good reason. You know, So you asked uh, your husband to take out the garbage, right? And he gives you a good reason why he didn't do it. Okay, say so he has a good reason. Let's say he has a good reason. But we don't say just because you have a good reason that the garbage was taken out. The garbage wasn't taken out. Okay, maybe you have a good excuse. But the excuse does not substitute for the action. It's only an excuse. It's saying that uh, I have a good reason why I didn't do it. But at the end of the day, it wasn't done. So, when a person doesn't do the circumcision because, let's say he has a good reason, and this a legitimate reason, illegitimate because the kid... The baby wasn't healthy, and because the baby wasn't healthy, so you couldn't do the bris. But the bottom line is, you still did not do the mitzvah at the right time. So there are certain times we say that if you miss the boat or you miss the opportunity, so then we say that actually that was a time that you missed. It's too bad, you know, you lost that, you know. And, uh, but we know that the truth of the matter is, that it's not really so. The idea of teshuva, and the Rambam really points out from the Rambam, in this case, the Rambam says no. He says that even if you make the bris later on, it's as if it was done in the right time. But how could you, time has already elapsed, how could you make up uh, something for prior, what you didn't have, the, the, you didn't have the circumcision. But he says no. The same thing is we know is about teshuva. When a person repents properly, or it's called the teshuva me'ava, if you return to God with love, not only does it help you from that point and on, but it actually changes who you were before. But how could you change? The time is gone already. It's it's past. How could you change things that were in the past? Uh, so how the Rebbe asked this question, how could the bris that you have later on, 
how does it help for the time that's already passed if it's, it's, it, it wasn't there? But, but the, 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 the way the Rebbe explains it is because of the essence of our connection to God, even when we're not connected to God, we're still connected with God. Which means you're always really connected with God. It's only a question, does that connection come out in the open? Or it remains hidden? And once that connection comes out in the open, so that proves not only from this point and on, that also proves that the previous connection, there's a stipulation basically saying, if you are going to circumcise later on, that's going to mean that your connection was there before. Because what a circumcision does, as I said before, what circumcision does in that case, and the same thing is in the spiritual level, it connects you uh, to a very, very high level. In other words, a lot of times, things that we do don't directly associate to what we accomplish. Most of the time we think if we work an hour, we get paid by the hour, so there's a connection, there's a relationship between what we work and what we get paid, you know, and our reward. But with mitzvahs especially, there is no direct connection, which means we can do a small, uh, a small thing, a seemingly small thing, but we get a much higher reward. So, the circumcision removes sort of a barrier. It's not a mitzvah which brings with it a direct pay, but the circumcision allows for that flow of energy of Hashem, godliness, to come down to you, so which is much more than what you even did. You just opened yourself up. But once you opened yourself up, now the blessings come down in such a powerful way, a lot more than what you did. So, because, what really comes down is the essence, is the connection that Hashem has with you, regardless. If you have a blockage, you're not allowing for that connection to come through. Removing that blockage opens up your connection. So, if you have to wait a little bit time for that connection to be revealed in the world, it still means that at that point it was revealed, but that shows on that connection that was there all along. Because you really had, it's not a new connection that is made now, but it's a connection that you had in your essence to Hashem. A Jew has that natural inherent connection to Hashem. But in order for that connection to show, you have to do the commandments, what, they, what, what the commandments, what Hashem asks us to do. When you do teshuva, when you're repenting, so at that point you are sort of saying, yes, I'm connected to Hashem in an open way. And when you connect to Hashem in an open way, so then we know that from the beginning you were always connected because you were really connected. The only thing is that it wasn't shown. You don't have to make a new connection over here. When you do teshuva, you're not building a new connection. You're just revealing what was there before. And you're all along, you were connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this is a very, very powerful thought. Because 
you know, sometimes, and this is like we're talking about the bris, about you do something and you reveal what's really in your heart. Because sometimes people think, he says, you know, in my heart, I'm good, I'm connected to God, but then I don't do anything about it. I don't have any, it doesn't manifest itself in anything. So, but God created us on this world so that we do things in the physical world as well, not remain just in the spiritual world, but also in the practical, in the day-to-day life. But on the other hand, we have to realize that even while we're struggling, even while we're not uh, openly connected, but the connection is there. Uh, what is helping that know that? What is knowing that help us? That means that we all we have to do is discover. Really, we have to discover ourselves, who we are. Um, we have to sort of remove the blockage. What? Remove the blockage and discover who we are. And, and so we do have faith. Faith and a connection and a love for God inherently. We have that. We have that, and you know. Sometimes people deny it, and they say, no, uh, we don't, and we don't care, we don't know what it is. But we believe that uh, all Jews are believers, and all Jews are son of believers. And um, uh, we think that every Jew in their heart, deep down, has that spark, has that spark of, of, of Judaism, and it's just a matter of removing that, you know, that, that blockage and opening up and then allowing for that to, to come in. Um, the, um, the important thing is um, uh, to know that, because it's easier to deal with things when you know that you possess, uh, um, and you know that you have the ability, it's easier to deal with than, um, than to start creating something new. People get, would get scared uh, if you told them, I'll tell you what we learned. Like for example, this is we just learned this in the Tanya. It says there that um, uh, the verse says that God asks you to uh, to love, to fear, to fear, to love and fear God. That's all what God's asking you. He asks you to, to to fear. What do you mean fear? Fear means to recognize that there is somebody who's in charge of the world, and there is somebody who has commanded the commandments, and to know that there is a Kodesh Baruch Hu, know the Yirat, it's called the Yirat Shemayim, that means they, uh, there is a, 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 a king, a king of kings, Melech Malcham Lachon Kodesh Baruch But anyway, I want to quote you from the Gemara, the Pasuk says, uh, God doesn't ask much of you. What does God ask of you? God asks of you to, you know, you know to, you know, just, you know, accept accept Hashem basically, kabbalat ol malchut shemayim to accept the Yom. So the Gemara asks the Talmud asks the question on this passage. It says, "Well, that's such a simple matter." He says, "All what God is asking of you, you know, as if you know, it's so easy just to do the Torah and the mitzvahs and love God and fear God and know oh, this seems to be a little bit more complex than just uh, be." So the Talmud says, "Well, this was said by." Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe was a very high person to him. It was no big deal, you know. I mean, so uh, to him it was easy. Uh, so the, the Alter Rebbe, the Tanya asks, he says, "What? What is the Talmud answering?" The answer doesn't seem to to answer the question. 
Because Moshe Rabbeinu is not saying that he needs to do the mitzvahs and fear Hashem. He's saying that I got, what is it God asking of you? Like it's very easy, very easy to do. But it's not easy for the ordinary people. For, for me and you, it's not easy. Why is that so easy? But he explains over there that we all got a little Moshe Rabbeinu in ourselves. We, 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 we nurture from the Moshe Rabbeinu. We all have, the Gemara says next to Moshe Rabbeinu, we have a little bit of, what, what does it mean, little Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu is a shepherd. And a shepherd feeds the cattle that he shepherds. And Moshe Rabbeinu is called a faithful shepherd. He feeds us. He feeds us. He feeds us the Amunah. And you have leaders in every generation, as Delta Rebbe says, who actually are a spark of Moshe Rabbeinu dressed up in a body. And they feed the people of the generation. They feed them the Amuna. They feed them the belief. Which means they teach them. They tell them. They inspire them. They help them. But they don't help them create something new. They help them something which they inherently have in their neshama, in their soul, which they, which they already have. Because you see, the soul goes through various different transformations. And what happens is, the soul originally is pure, has everything beautiful. But in order for it to sort of evolve and go into the human body, and dress up into the physical life, into the nefshach, uh, the other souls that are in the person, uh, it sort of transforms and it sort of diminished its, uh, its light, its holiness. And at that point, you know, it's, it's kind of becomes obscured, it becomes uh, blocked. It becomes that uh, circle, that, that piece of skin that sort of, uh, it's, it's, there's interference. It doesn't allow for it to express itself. And that is what the bris is to... Uh, and that's what Moshe Rabbeinu helps you do. Moshe Rabbeinu helps you circumcise, which means Moshe Rabbeinu encourages you and inspires you. So in our lives, if you look at it, we all have in our lives different things that happen to us. You know, I mean, uh, a lot of times the way I like to look at it, and we all, I mean, it's very, it's very simple. There's a lot of things in our lives which we did not have a choice. We didn't choose them. That was, that was our fact where, what our, you know, to which family we were born and a lot of time when we were young, we didn't want to give choices, you know. They put us in certain situations in which we were, and that's it. Maybe if we can say, you know, I would like to be born over here. I mean, you can you imagine, you know, kids that are born in, you know, in Syria will say, well, we would like to be born in, uh, in the United States, you know, or some other third world country. Well, they don't have that choice, okay. So we, we don't have a choice, you know. I would rather be born into a wealthy family, <laughs> or I'd like to be followed in a family of rabbis. I would rather be in a family, I don't know who would want that, but anyways, but I would want to be uh, born into some, you know, very smart, you know, family I want, you know. Okay, you know, you may want, and that's it, you know, I mean, but that's where it ends. So you, you don't have choices in a lot of matters. You know? So that's, those are... Uh, as you say, cards that you were dealt, you know, so you don't have no choice. Now, the question really becomes, what do you do with your situation? So, we believe really that Hashem in His infinite kindness and goodness doesn't give anyone more than they can handle. You know, He, gives, he doesn't give anybody more than they can handle. At least, you know, we believe that. I'm not sure if everybody can say on their level that, you know, they could have. And therefore, it really means if you have greater and more challenges in your life, that your skin is thicker, 
it means that you have more power. It means that if you have more challenges, it means that God also imbued you with extra koach, with extra energy, with extra power, that you can overcome even a thicker skin, even a, uh, more obstacles. That means that you have the koach. That means that you have more challenges. That means that you have a harder, maybe a harder time. But if it's not something that you can actually do something about, because that's was where your parents put you, that's where you were growing up, and that's where Hashem put you. So, I mean, you could say, okay, and feel bad for yourself, but the right approach, or I think the circumcision approach, the healthy approach, is to try and change your own feelings. Try to work very hard, and that's not an easy job, but you have the power, because uh, just like uh, it would be unreasonable for a uh, person who makes a machine to expect the machine to produce what they haven't... You can't ask the computer to calculate something that you haven't uh, put a program in. It has to program. And we, we, we believe that Hashem programmed us, and He definitely uh, gave us computer then figured out what we can do. Now, that doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that we don't have challenges. It doesn't mean that we're not doing a good job at it. Everybody's doing at their level. They're doing a good job at it. But what it does mean is that um, we have to try to help ourselves. In other words, we have to circumcise ourselves and we do a little bit. Hashem does a lot more, like we said. He, he gives us uh, a flow of energy. And it, this has to do in every aspect. Because it's not only the way we feel about physically or emotionally or, or mentally. Um, but it's, it's also uh, spiritually in that sense. But um, um, it's also, you know what we think, you know, we could be, you know, what we think we could be, and what we think we can do, what we can accomplish. Um, um, each one in their own lives can find the positive. Even notwithstanding, you know, I hear all the time from people, some of their challenges, and they're real. They're so real, and they're so painful, and they're so... Uh, Debilitating. They're just, they, they, they are. It's not like you know, nobody's playing them down because they are for the person that is suffering. But yet, you know, we all know this, and I'm not telling you something that you don't know, is when you change your focus, you change your mind, and you start thinking about positive, positive thoughts. You're thinking about the difference, you know, you, you can make in other people's lives how Hashem has given you um, so much, um, you know, different opportunities and so many gifts and so many blessings, then you take your focus away of your, um, you know, things that are negative, bring you negative thoughts, and then you uh, start um, thinking positive. That means circumcising yourself. And I think one of the things of Rosh Chodesh that comes to mind is, you know, is the... uh, is the idea of the of the of the moon, which is Rosh Chodesh, we call by the moon, is the moon is merely a reflection of the sun. 
What is the moon? The moon, we see the light. Who gives the light? You know, we are, we see the light. Um, it's the sun's light which reflects off of the moon. So the moon itself is sort of not the one that is shining, but it's reflecting. And this is a, a, a metaphor of us being like little moons, the Jewish people like the moons, reflecting God's shine to the world. So we, we, we should act as moons, which means that we should bounce off of us, that other people, and that's the greatest gift that we can have, is that other people should see Hashem's light through us, that we become the moons to all the other people, like the, like the moon shines to us. And that would give us uh, the, the power to circumcise ourselves, to, which means to open ourselves up Instead of uh, focusing uh, on our uh, difficulties, difficulties, uh, focus on being a moon. Focus on being a light. Focus about radiating light from yourself. Focus about radiating goodness of yourself. Focus about bringing other people, other lives to other people, and. And then you will start looking at yourself also in a whole different perspective. And then you'll feel, you know, good about, you know, what you do. And, um, and you'll, you'll see good reason. And, um, you feel like the sun. What? Yeah. No, like you are, yeah, you feel like the sun. You'll feel like the no, sun, not just the moon. And, you know, what it, what it is, 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 is actually, what it boils down to, it's a sense of humility. It's a sense of humility, of... Instead of the moon wanting to boost itself, the moon says, you know what, I'm perfectly happy to reflect the sun's shine. You're perfectly happy to subjugate yourself to Hashem. That's the Yira Shemayim. That is the... And that's a responsibility that we have and that we can do is, is to, I guess, to um, help bring the beauty of the Torah and of the mitzvahs. uh, There is so much confusion in the world today. There is so much, you know, ideas that float around there. And uh, we're confused. (laughs) We're in a confused world today. You know, there's just so much, uh, you know, what we hear in the media, what we hear uh, in the various different uh, forms we hear on the... And we're confused, you know, there is um, a lot of confusion, and um, that's some of our challenges also. So we're not only challenged, we wanted to say before, not only challenged in our minds, we're challenged in our ideas, because we're not even any more sure exactly what's, what are the right ideas, you know, what is the uh, right way. Um, and hopefully... Um, Hashem helps us, and we have to pray to Hashem uh, for His uh, Hashem's helps. We have to pray to Hashem to um, help us, you know, remove our cover, and then Hashem will shine into our lives. I mean, we will all see uh, God's blessing. And uh, I, for one, you know, find you know as I'm getting a little older, you know, try not to worry about so much about the negative and just you know. And, you know, and then, you know, the blessings will come. I hope, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for. You know, I thank Hashem for everything. 
uh, you know, never think that you're deserving of anything, and don't think that you're better than anybody, or that you, in any way, you know, you just stay humble, stay modest, stay acceptable, reach out to other people, try to help other people the best you can. Be genuine, and very important, be genuine, really, you know, care about other people, really, and don't just uh, do it to score points or to... Uh, Make yourself look good and everything else. Try to be there for other people and try to be helpful. And uh, circumcise your own ego a little bit, I guess. And, uh, and cut it down a little bit. And uh, and then you'll become like the moon. Then you'll become Sveri. Then you start counting the Svirata Omer, which is, you know, helping every day. Counting. There's various different books that tell you every day how to perfect, but in a general way, I mean, you do every day a specific, but generally is to be mindful of what you do, how it affects you, and how it affects the people around you, you know, there is always, you know, it affects you, you personally, uh, your own self, uh, and also how you interact with other people, you know, based on that. Uh, I think that is circumcision, that is purification, that is reaching a higher level. And that's the way that, you know, even if we made mistakes and even though we always have the opportunity to really show, you know what, this is who I really am, you know, this is who I really am. I was talking today to a principal of a school and he told me that, you know, they just had a, uh, a lecture. Somebody was coming, giving them uh, some pointers with kids that have challenges learning and other things, you know, and he was giving so I was talking to the principal. And he said to me, the persons, the 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 the, the, the person that was in school, he, um, you know, he couldn't read and he, because he couldn't read. Well, he had, you know, a lot of, a lot of other problems, you know. And, you know, he said, he says to the extent he's a from guy, you know, he says a from guy. He says, he said, you know, I made up every excuse in the, in the world. So I don't have to do the Manashtana, you know. He says he'd go and throw up before that, so he wouldn't, you know, you just do find every trick in the book just because, he says, you know. And he says, you know, till it came the time that I realized, you know, that I have to, you know, I guess he matured old enough, you know, after everything was done and said, and he realized that, you know what, I need to finally circumcise myself and be able to, face myself and work hard to try to achieve. Uh, I don't know exactly how he finished up the story, but I heard that part of it he told me. Um, and, you know, so you can either say, uh, you know, I have I have issues and therefore I'm not going to do it. Or you can say, you know, I try to help myself. And uh, each one of us, uh, you know, if we can help each other, help another person, that's what we're there for, you know, whether, you know, we don't go it alone, but um, that's what Sphira Omer is, that's what, is what circumcision, that's what Shkodesh is, and that's what we should do. So hopefully that um, we'll be successful at it, and uh, remember that once we come back, that's where we always were. So he found out, the point that was here, after he learned, he realized that, you know, he was good all along, you know, so he had his, he says, you know, everything that I missed out of when I was there, wasn't that I was bad, or there wasn't something that it was just I had a challenge, and once I was able to overcome that challenge, you know, he was able to fly and uh, and then become, uh, you know, I guess great again. But he was always great, and the only thing is, 
it wasn't revealed. So that special power that we have, we have to bring it out into the open. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm.